Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 212, and welcome back to the Front Porch. It's a beautiful day. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you're at, whenever you're listening to this. Who knows? You know, maybe you're going for a walk this morning. I would love that, that you were on a walk, kind of enjoying all of God's beauty and then just kind of listening in. And some of you might be uh, driving to work, getting ready for work. Uh, Yeah, I hope you're doing great wherever you are. Uh, And I just love, again, I think one of the things I really, really love is just that there's a platform for us to figure things out together that this isn't just some you know like if you were to come to my house we could have a bible study here and you know and and I do love that but I love that there's a platform that we could do a bible study but it's all over the place right and you have access to it whenever you want love that love that um for so many of you I think this has been encouraging and it's a part of your day and your rhythm it's really really awesome love that I get to be a part of that I really do consider it an honor but honestly this is just a part of me trying to figure stuff out working through things wrestling through things it's been so helpful and challenging for me um, as I come out every week out here on the front porch and listen and try to discern what it is that God's trying to teach me And so really what that is, is as I go through these passages and read through them, I'm like, man, what does this mean for me? Like, how will this impact my life? And, and as I'm going through that, I do have all of you in mind. I'm thinking like, wow, I think this would be really powerful. This is like convicting me massively. (laughs) And, uh, and so I want to do that for you. (laughs) I want to convict you massively in the same way I'm being convicted. So anyway, uh, the Gokies are having an awesome time. We have some friends in town and that's been so cool. So we've been, uh, they 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 invited us to their villa i don't know but it uh so we've been cruising on a lazy river and i'm just gonna say i really think heaven's just gonna be filled with lazy rivers like we're gonna be chilling on lazy rivers uh, of course praising god and be enjoying our time with one another but i think there's going to be a lot of lazy rivers in heaven because it was so amazing (laughs) just sitting in a tube drifting around this resort was so awesome so uh It's been just a really good time for the family uh, to reconnect with some friends, but then also just to relax, have some fun. And it's so good. I hope I hope you're being able to relax. uh, And if you haven't, go find some space to relax. It's awesome. (laughs) It was so good for my soul. So I think we're going to go back today, have some more fun and enjoy Labor Day. So happy Labor Day to everyone. Hope you're great. All right. Uh, Before we jump into the passage, and our passage is going to be in 1 Peter, uh, I just want to say thanks again for listening, uh, for all of you who continue to give and support financially through making donations to Patreon or through Venmo, uh, but also through buying the devotional. Uh, Thank you so much for doing that. Again, you can get that on Amazon Front Porch Devotional, and you can get your copy and copies for other people, too. So thank you so much for doing that. All right, our passage, 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. 1 Peter, by the way, before I get into it, 1 Peter, 1 and 2 Peter, really, really powerful books. And so uh, just an encouragement, like get into it. Like if you want to figure, I mean, there's so much practical stuff in here, you know, and it comes because they're, they're really trying to teach this early church. And so there's really practical things in first and second Peter that can help you really kind of help draw out 
where you are in your walk with the Lord, there's a lot of really challenging things in there. But it's just, in my opinion, just kind of practical, uh, kind of touching on the topics of things that we struggle through and we're working through and helping bring clarity. So First and Second Peter, really, really helpful. So First Peter 4, 12 through 13 says this, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you Ra- but but rejoice or rather but rejoice in so in so far as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed so i'll read it again so important beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you but rejoice Insofar as in, insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. When I was a kid, <clears throat> you know, I lived in the 80s, you know, I was <clears throat> born in the 70s, raised in the 80s. In the 80s, like in childhood in the 80s was like, it was like an adventure. Like no parents were really super concerned about safety i mean i'm sure they were but not like today and we just had a blast and so we just had so much fun so on our uh the land that we lived in on in the house that i grew up it was a couple acres we had a fire pit and so you know i'd light a fire and burn stuff in there it'd be lots of fun my parents never were like hey don't do that and so one day i decided i wonder what'll happen so that kind of was a game i would play with fire like i wonder what'll happen and so i was like i wonder what'll happen if i throw a tennis ball in in the fire i wonder what'll happen and so i tossed the tennis ball in the fire and i thought this is kind of boring it wasn't doing anything and all of a sudden like a massive explosion i mean it sounded like a bomb went off and fire shooting out of the fire pit i mean i was terrified right what did i expect right like this is a a ball with a it's got combustible whatever it's combined in there right something bad is going to happen and i can't believe i was surprised by the vast amount of explosion that happened in the midst of tossing that ball in the fire, but that's what happened. And what I love here, what Peter's saying, and it's something for us that is so important. We should not be surprised. Don't be surprised by hard times. Don't be surprised by difficult things. Don't be surprised by suffering. Don't be surprised by it. Man, and I know this is so hard because we're like, wait, wait, wait. Like when I signed up to be a Christian, right, that I, I literally signed up on a line, I feel like, that said, and I, no bad things will happen to me, right? We, we don't really say that, but it's what we believe. It's like we, we made this deal with God. It's like, listen, I'm going to follow you. We can do this thing. You and me, we'll, we'll do this thing. But, but it, it, it's got to kind of mean like my life's going to be pretty good. I'll be fairly affluent, taken over. I'll have a great retirement account. No bad will come to my family. And it's why people have a crisis of faith when bad things happen because they feel like whether they either vocalized it or they didn't, that they kind of made a contract that their life was going to be easy. And, and that's never promised. Never promised. In fact, the context of this particular passage and with Peter is a church that's suffering. They're they're really frustrated because they're like, wait, 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 I thought the deal was like, we're going to follow Jesus and he's going to return. The Messiah is going to come back and rescue us. And Peter has all, all throughout is going like, hold on, that 
you got to understand a day is like a thousand years to God. So his promise is true. He will return. But he's calling believers into faithful obedience to him. And so he's got to reframe this whole thing for them. And that's what I'm hoping to do a little bit today. I got to reframe the whole way in which we live our lives. And, and it's this, that you are never, you were never promised that you wouldn't suffer. In fact, you were actually, you were promised to suffer. You were promised that it wasn't going to be easy. Like suffering should not be a surprise to us, truly. We should not be like, where's this come? We should be like, of course, he said this is what was going to happen. There's not a passage in scripture that, that, that doesn't say that you won't suffer here on earth. In fact, there's passages that promise it. In this world, Jesus says, you will suffer. I mean, even think about this. Even our God, Jesus, suffered and died here on earth. He suffered and died. Why would we expect anything different? Why? And I think we've created this false narrative in our mind, a somehow quasi-consumeristic, westernized contract with God that says, listen, I'm going to follow you, like I said earlier, but here's what you have to do with me. And Peter, because he loves this church, he loves Jesus more, but he loves this church. He's going, listen, don't be surprised by these fiery trials that come upon you as if it was some weird thing. Like he's like, why are you talking like you can't believe it? When have we promised you that anything different will happen? No, we've been in this world. We've been promised that we'll suffer, that it's going to be difficult, right? And it has to be so hard for us. It is so hard for us. It is so difficult for us. When we go through difficult times and we shake our fists at the heaven as if to say to God, how dare you? When in reality, we should be saying, how gracious of you to let us know ahead of time not to bank all our trust in a reality, a false reality, that will be fine and nothing bad will happen to us. In fact, what Peter is doing here, this is so amazing. Take this on, please. What Peter is doing is inviting us into Christ's suffering. He's, he's, invite, he's like, no, no, no. You're invited now as a believer in Jesus Christ. You're now invited into his suffering. Now, you can reject that. No, 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 I don't want to do that. But as you do that, you're rejecting Jesus. And he's saying, no, 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 I'm going to invite you into. Right? And we go, well, I don't want to do that. And I totally get that. I totally get it. Who wants to, who wants to suffer? Who wants to go through pain? Who wants to go through hurt? No one does. And listen, I know for so many of you listening right now, you've been through a lot. Like it's been really hard. And I want you to know I'm sorry. Scripture never says to not lament. Scripture never says to, that you can't ask why. You can. All of those things. If you read through the Psalms, the Psalms are inviting us into this conflict in our souls. where We want the world to be a certain way and it doesn't go that way. You know, and David and the sons of Korah, as they're writing the Psalms, the writer are going, where are you? What is happening? Why are my enemies against me? Why have my tears become my food day and night while my enemies say to me, where is 
your God, right? They're frustrated, hurt, confused. And we have the freedom to do that. But Peter is inviting us into Christ's suffering. And as we do that, as we accept that invitation, and it's hard, what happens? We, we rejoice. We rejoice. You know, and, and it's not like this, oh, I'm just so grateful for this suffering. No, no, no. We rejoice because we understand it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger than the suffering. It's so much bigger. So here's the challenge, and here's the encouragement in the midst of suffering, which it's promised to all of us. Don't be a selfish sufferer. Be a selfless sufferer. Don't be a selfish sufferer. And what a selfish sufferer does is, woe is me. They make the suffering all about them. And what we see in Jesus is selfless suffering. He lays down his life. He suffers so that others will see the goodness of God. And you can do that in the midst of your suffering. You can reframe. In fact, here's something I want you to know. You're powerful. In the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your weakness, Scripture says you are powerful. I mean, that you can literally have joy because you understand the suffering is so much bigger than just this pain, this momentary pain that you are in. Right? Jesus shows us this, right? In Hebrews 12 too, right? He, he has this line in there. This is a, that's the passage that's all about. Look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. In the next part of that passage, it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy. Now, again, suffering isn't like, I'm so excited, I'm suffering, it's the best. No. But he knows, he knows as a result of this suffering, the byproduct of it. And we need to be reminded of the same. Otherwise, we become selfish sufferers. It's all about us. It's all about, we're trying to get all the attention. No one sees me. No one cares about me. God doesn't see me. God doesn't know me, right? And he's like, no, no, no. Reframe that. Rejoice. Rejoice, right? Because we get to share in Christ's suffering. And when we do this, this is the part I love, glory. Oh, man. Glory is revealed. The glory of God is revealed when we suffer well. And we share in Christ's suffering. So the challenge here is this. Be human in the midst of your suffering. Don't just be like, write it off like it's no big deal. It's painful. It's hard. Lament it. But also, reframe it. It's so much bigger than you. Because in suffering, we join Jesus in his salvation work. Check that out. Your suffering can be missional. It's so great. So the question is this, how are you selfishly suffering right now? Or how are you selflessly suffering right now? Father God, we need your help. We need your wisdom. We need your power because we are so weak. And we need your strength and we need your wisdom and your guidance to help us endure the cross, endure the things that you've brought our way. So take a breath reflect and i know this wasn't an easy passage but believe the god of the universe is near to you in your own heart